You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. everybody welcome to the latest episode of voice junkie episode seven this episode we're going to talk about last night's presidential debate the first presidential debate for 2016 to decide the future ruler of the universe or the world for that matter and it was a very interesting debate um i i kind of want to break it down in three parts right you got the opening part which is, you know, like the like if you was to write a paper, that's like the introduction. Then you had the middle part, which is the body, and then you had the conclusion, which is the third part. And I think that Donald Trump had a real strong uh, first part of this debate. I think he won the first part of the debate. He came out very aggressive, like Donald Trump normally does, you know, shouting down his 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 um his competitor or you know his counterpart. Uh, just spewing nonsensical garbage out of his mouth and, um, you know, really, really uh, changing directions on different things. Um, Hillary Clinton seemed ill-prepared in the beginning. It was kind of weird. It was alarming. It was scary. It was like, whoa, man, you know, I, I went on Twitter numerous times in pl- pleading the Clinton campaign to, to I don't know, uh you know, splash some water on her face or something. She seemed like she was like in this euphoric state where she was smiling, gritting her teeth, smiling a lot. And she was so rehearsed. And I was like, you know, wakey, wakey, wake up, wake up. She's losing. Wake up. You know, I was saying this on Twitter in all caps, like, man, look, she's, she, I don't know what she was on. I don't know if she was on Ambien or what it was, but she was like, not present in the first quarter of the debate and Donald Trump was hammering on on her you know far as you know her trade agreement uh her her husband's trade agreement of NAFTA in the 90s and you know if it, it, it fits his whole narrative as a businessman and you know I do good deals I do good deals and NAFTA was not a good deal it was in fact a terrible deal you know so he it fits his whole I'm a great businessman narrative which is a fucking joke because he's not a great businessman, but it's been very effective for him, and it was very effective for him in the first quarter uh, of the uh, of the debate. He hammered her on NAFTA. She didn't really had a great comeback. She was like, "Oh, you know," uh, he was say, basically saying, "Hey, this happened under your husband's watch. It was a terrible trade deal, probably the worst ever in history." Which you know, who knows if that's true or not, but. It was effective. She didn't really have a great comeback. She was like, oh, I, you know, the 90s were great, you know, jobs were up, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't really be specific by hammering back at Donald. She should have hammered back at Donald by saying, hey, the 90s were great. People, the jobs were at an all-time high. Millions of people had jobs. And we handed off the economy to your, you know, to, to, to the Republican Party, your party, with a surplus of a couple hundred billion dollars that... George W. Bush squandered and left to Barack Obama trillions of dollars in debt. And, and, and people, I don't think that's emphasized enough, but Hillary didn't do a good job at defending her husband in that regard. Uh, so Trump was you know, winning a lot of points on the NAFTA argument. And he also hammered her and said, hey, if you're going to fix everything, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You've been at it for 30 years. 
So why should the American people trust you to fix something you've been trying to fix for so goddamn long, basically? And it was a fair point. And that was a, a point that would definitely resonate to, um, you know, voters who don't pay attention to this whole thing, who don't really, you know, monitor everything in regards to politics and are really kind of looking at this whole debate and this whole situation for the presidency for the first time, which is a lot of what people do during uh, presidential debates. They're pretty much tuned out during the uh, during the um, during the primaries and they tune in during the national uh, um, the national race. So I'm sure that resonated with a lot of people, a lot of undecided voters who haven't been paying attention. So, you know, the guy sitting in Ohio or wherever is probably saying, you know what, that, that orange guy, it makes a very, you know, very valid point there. And, you know, so he scored a lot of points in the first quarter, but that being said, you know, Hillary, to her credit, she rallied back. And God damn it, we needed her to rally back because in the beginning, it didn't look good. You know, don't listen to the pundits that, you know, are all for Hillary Clinton because they live in this bubble. They they don't, because they love Hillary Clinton, they assume that everything that she does is right. Everything that she does, that she's always winning. And they don't look at it from an average Joe's perspective. I think if an average Joe watched that, the first quarter went to Donald Trump, hands down. But to her credit, she rallied back, and she, you know, she nailed his ass on, um, on, on when Lester Holt. Credit to Lester Holt. That's another guy that we have to give a shout out to, Lester Holt for NBC. He was pretty good. He did his job as a moderator. He didn't uh, just sit there and, and, and throw softball questions. He threw some pretty good questions to both candidates as uh, far as top, the topics that were uh, broached. And one of those topics was uh, racial inequality and the current structure of what's going on in the black communities and, you know, basically police brutality and what needs to be changed, what needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera. So this is when Hillary Clinton took control of the debate. And, and put Donald Trump on edge because he didn't really have anything. Uh, she basically said, she hit him real hard and said, hey, you know, this is a guy who was sued in the early 70s, 73, uh, for racially discriminating against uh, blacks and Latinos when it came to renting out apartments in Brooklyn. And he was sued not just once, but twice in the civil suit. And, you know, he, man, you could tell he was not ready for that. And he floundered a little bit and said, hey, you know, uh, those, those, those cases were dismissed. I wasn't really charged for those cases, uh, but w which really means, a.k.a., you know, we worked something out. But uh, he, he was very ill-prepared for that. And he was, you know, he was floundering all over the place. He even went so far into saying, oh, I, I opened up a club in Florida and and it's it's got very, very high ratings, very high ratings. Uh, blacks and Latinos and Muslims, everybody went to this club. And we're like, what fucking club are you talking about? You know what I mean? What can you put us? Can you point on paper? What club are you talking about? Of course, he can't do that because he's talking out of his ass, which he's always done. And it was just so bizarre and awkward. Like, what? I'm getting good grades now for this club I opened and this random club I opened in Florida that nobody knows about. So that's that was his response to that. And then it got even better once they got to the next question that Lester brought up was his tax returns. 
And of course, he had nothing to say about it because he doesn't plan on releasing his tax returns. And Clinton hammered him on that. She said, hey, I find it there's a there's there's a she basically gave a few reasons as to why he may not want to release his tax returns. One being he ain't nearly as goddamn rich as he say he is. And one another thing being the enormous debt that he owes to creditors, mainly people on Wall Street, all the big banks. And she also hammered him on the fact that he might not be as charitable as he say he is. A lot of reports that I've read uh, from different sources validates that point. The guy hasn't given away to charity in several years. So all this stuff he talked about charities is all hot water. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's bullshit. She mentioned that. And she also mentioned the fact that um, I'm blanking out here a little bit. And she also mentioned the fact that, you know, it might be some other incendiary things hidden in there that, you know, that he doesn't want to see. She was like, hey, you know, I it just seems odd to me that you don't want to release your tax return. So it, it, it leads me to believe that there might be some terrible things that, that you're trying to hide. And man, he he was flustered by it. He couldn't really, you know, he couldn't really respond back. He couldn't really give a justifiable reason as to why he can't release his tax returns. You know, he kept saying, oh, he's under audit and all this and all that. Lester Holt checked his ass on that and said, hey, the IRS has come out numerous occasions saying, yeah, you're under audit, but you can still release your tax returns. It's no, there's no, no, uh, nothing holding you from releasing these returns. You just don't want to release them because there's a lot of garbage on there. And just like I said to people that I know, Donald Trump is not nearly as rich as he say he is. Not nearly. There's billionaires on a record even saying that. You know, Mark Cuban, who's a Republican, has said this, has said Trump is not even nearly, he's not a billionaire, he said. Because if he was a billionaire, if he really was a billionaire, he was worth all these billions of dollars, he could just write himself a billion-dollar check to help win this election. But he can't do it because he ain't got the money. Michael Bloomberg, on the Democratic side, former mayor of New York City, also said this. This guy's not a billionaire. Another rich guy, Mitt Romney, 2012 presidential candidate for the Republicans, who's been very vocal against Donald Trump, also said, no, guy's not worth what he says he's worth. Guy's a shitty businessman, basically. So you got all these people on the record who are really wealthy saying, nah, he's not really as wealthy as he say he is. So Donald Trump knows this. The tax returns probably clearly say all of these things. And, uh... You know, so, of course, he's hesitant to release him. And Hillary Clinton was very good at calling him out. I think she could have did a little bit better by being more specific uh, about how terrible of a person he is when it comes to not just releasing his tax returns and not paying income taxes and things like that. She did mention that. She said, hey, you know what? It'll also probably show that you're not paying nearly any income taxes or at, nope, not paying income taxes at all. That's probably showing in your tax returns. You don't want people to see that. And she mentioned that. But I think she could have did a better job at telling people how really disastrous of a businessman he is. Because his whole platform, his whole message is essentially around the fact of how great of a... I'm a great businessman. I do great deals. But in reality, he's a horrendous businessman. He's an utter fucking failure. He's gotten all his wealth from his daddy, 
Yes, from his daddy. 14, they've already reported this record on record. Go do the research yourself. $14 million in loans, just loans from his daddy. You know, separate loans, $2 million here, $3 million here, but they all equal about $14 million. This doesn't include the fact that he inherited at least $40 million from his daddy when his daddy passed away. So he squandered hundreds, several hundred million dollars because there's, it's also on record that he can't even get loans from the banks in this country because he owe them all. He's a fucking disaster. He's been bankrupt multiple times. He's owes all of these banks. They won't even lend the guy money anymore. He has to go to Putin, and Putin has to pretty much almost launder money through Deutsche Bank just so he can get money to fund other little disastrous projects that he's going to fund down the road. That's how he's been getting money these past couple uh, couple years, these past few years. So I think she could have expand, you know, could expand it upon that a little better as far as how much of a disaster he is. But who knows? Maybe she'll bring this up in the next uh, debate. But you know, credit to her, she nailed him on that, and he he was floundering. He was all over the place. So she definitely won the second quarter of uh, of the middle part of this of this um of this of this speech. She also made other points about, you know, his judgment and, you know, uh, uh, far as, you know, American people not being able to, or not, shouldn't be, you know, should be wary about, you know, a guy who is so off the hinge far as what he says about different countries, different leaders in in the world. So giving him the Neutral, uh, nuclear launch codes would be incredibly dangerous. Of course, she mentioned that because you got to mention that with a, you know, nut job like Donald Trump. Um, you know, they started talking about cyber attacks and things like that. Um, I found it very odd when they mentioned, you know, when Lester Holt, the moderator, brought the the, the conversation to like cyber attacks and things like that. Uh, when they started talking about security, and you know, he kept referring to cyber attacks as the cyber, the cyber, the site. What the what the hell does that mean? And, and and when they talk about nuclear weapons, he said the nuclear a couple of times. And I'm just saying to myself, oh my god, this guy is a freaking idiot. And you got people out there, literally supporting a moron. He's literally a moron who doesn't know anything. He doesn't know nothing. He doesn't know about anything. He knows just a. He knows just as he knows just as much. As the, the 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 common guy living in middle America who doesn't pay attention to anything in regards to politics, you know that he's feeding all his garbage to, and it's alarming, man, because he doesn't know a goddamn thing about anything, and he's a habitual liar. So you know he made all these blunders, talk about uh, referring to the cyber attacks as the cyber and nuclear wa- weapons as the nuclear. And, you know, typical Trump stuff. Comical, very comical. So at this point, Hillary Clinton is starting to look like an adult. And, you know, oddly enough, as the debate started to go on, I started to, you know, root for her. Now, I'm a guy who's totally pro uh, uh, anti-Hillary Clinton. I voted against her in 2008 for Barack Obama, not because Barack Obama was a man of color, but because Barack Obama just had better ideas, and he didn't come off as a typical politician. 
which he later did turn into a typical politician. But at the time, you know, I, I, I just she was just so inauthentic and she never changed. Eight years ago, she was inauthentic. And, and eight years later, she's still the same inauthentic candidate. Very flawed. But watching this debate made me want to root for her, man, because I was looking on the other side. and I said, this guy's a freaking moron. He's a complete goof. And whoever and whoever is listening to this, hopefully nobody listening to this that is supporting this guy. If you've seen that and you still still can't see that the guy is an orange clown goofball, then something is really wrong with your your mindset. You have to get yourself checked, evaluated, whatever the case may be to make you think rationally and see clearly because that guy's a moron. But you know, Second hat, second uh, part of it, she definitely won. Uh, third part, um, they got more into, um, I, you know, they got into a whole bunch of discussions, but I want to get into a, another point that she nailed them on and that he kind of trapped himself into. And he, he, he started, you know, at this point, he's rambling a whole bunch of other stuff that doesn't make any sense. Then he gets himself trapped by saying to Hillary, um, uh, I, I, I have better judgment and, 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 and a better temperament. And, 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 and more stamina, more stamina. You, you you know, she doesn't have stamina. And everybody was like, what? What the hell are you talking about? So Hillary comes out. She nails him with the line saying, hey, if I could travel hundreds of countries and I could uh, sit at a, com- at a, at a committee uh, being basically interrogated by uh, uh, the Republicans uh, over, you know, Benghazi for 11 hours. And do all these things, I'd say I have some pretty good stamina. So that was a huge pop from the crowd. And it made Donald Trump look like, you know, look like a moron. In fact, when he said lack of stamina, people laughed. You can hear people in the audience laugh in Hofstra University. So, you know, that he got nailed on that. And, uh, you know, she pretty much closed it out uh, with some opening remarks. and th- I mean, some closing remarks and things like that. But... You know, that's just the, the, the fast part of what happened last night. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that first of all, we <laughs> both candidates are not good. You know, I I mean, there wasn't enough last night that I think could persuade people. First of all, if you support whoever you support, whether it's Hillary, whether it's Donald, you're stuck in that. You're not going to really switch. There have to be some weird act of God for you to change who you want to support at this point. But now this election is pivoted to the undecideds and the independents. I think Hillary did just enough to just put the, the question, the, the question of doubt in their head about Trump, the people that are undecided, when she, she hammered him on race relations and she hammered him on his tax returns. I think it was enough for those people to just sit back for a second and say, you know what, this Donald Trump guy doesn't seem all the way right. And if that is the case, then she has, you know, she definitely is a mission accomplished for her, a mission accomplished uh, situation for her going forward. Because that's all she needs to do. She needs to just put that seed of doubt in the head to those independents and those and those undecided voters. And if she can do that, then she can win some of them over and then win this election. But um, yeah, I, I think that overall, um, you know, there's a lot of things that 
Hillary's going to have to do. I think that I think that Barack Obama, I think that Bill Clinton, I need I think those two guys now it's about what 41 days until the election. They need to get their asses out there and they need to start campaigning for. Her. They need to be nationally televised campaigns every goddamn week going forward because she's going to need every bit of help to beat this guy. And it's it's crazy to me. Now we go all the way back. I don't want to bring, you know, be beat a dead horse about bringing up Bernie Sanders, but look, she's struggling to beat Donald Trump. If you look at the polls in all the battleground states, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, excuse me, uh, Florida, uh, you know, Colorado, you know, CNN had a recent poll polling showing that they're either tied or she's a little bit behind or she's a little ahead in certain states. That ain't good. And this is a monster. Donald Trump is a lying, habitual liar slash monster, racist monster, and she's still struggling to beat him. So that tells you how much of a terrible candidate that she really is. And you had a candidate in Bernie Sanders. I have to mention this. I'm sorry. You had a candidate in Bernie Sanders who, if you followed the goddamn polls during the whole Democratic primary, he was walloping Donald Trump in independence, young people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He would have been probably up at least five to ten points on Donald Trump right now before the debate. So the Democrats did this to themselves. Hopefully Hillary Clinton's campaign can take their head out their, out the sand and really, really move forward. You know, because at the end of the day, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but I don't want Donald Trump to be president because the guy is a complete and utter goofball. And he's a dangerous, dangerous, racist, bigot, uh, homophobic, uh, uh, xenophobic, uh, uh, whatever adjective you want to come up with that's what this guy is so we can't have him as president but uh but that being said hillary's gonna have to really earn the votes like votes from people like me votes from people that are undecided she's gonna have to earn them she's not gonna she's not entitled to them because she's a clinton or because she's a woman or whatever the case may be she's not entitled to them she's gonna have to work for every single vote and i hope that the campaign and the media and all the pundits that support her get their heads out the sand and really take this race seriously because this is a serious race. And they take Trump lightly. Trump will sneak in behind the back door and win this whole goddamn thing. And then we're all screwed. So that's just my take on uh, the uh, first Democratic and Republican national debate last night. Um, not sure who's doing the next one, but um, I'm sure that's going to be interesting. I'm going to cover that one, obviously, just get my thoughts on it. And yeah, that's this week's episode of Voice Junkie, episode seven. Um, do me a favor. Uh, tell me who you thought won um, the, the debate last night. Tell me um, whether it was Donald the Orange Man Trump or it was Hillary Clinton and, and give reasons why. Um, also, don't forget, you can also support the podcast on patreon.com slash the trendaholic. Um, anything, any kind of comp- uh, uh, contribution could help. A quarter an episode uh, would be just fine. Uh, it'll help, uh, you know, build this show up to be a lot more better where I can bring in more guests and do a lot more things to entertain you guys. Uh, that's it. That's all I got this week. Peace and love. <laughs>